Hello and welcome. My name is Kyle Nielsen, and this is How You Level Up, a podcast where I ask questions to help you become your best self. Today we ask, what is face management? Human interaction, whether in business negotiations or personal relationships, often involves the delicate process of saving face. The term saving face comes from the Chinese idiom diu lin, meaning to lose face. The term is rooted in the concept of maintaining dignity or reputation within society, and it has now gained universal acceptance and recognition in social psychology. The opposite of diu lin, to lose face, is saving face, while the general term for losing or saving face is face management. Studies have uncovered fascinating insights on face management. The concept of face-threatening acts, or face-saving acts, was introduced in the 1970s in a study titled Politeness, Some Universals in Language Usage. Face-saving acts are strategies used to avoid or mitigate potential threats to another person's face. For example... You're at a meeting and a colleague has made a factual error in their presentation. Instead of publicly correcting them and potentially causing embarrassment, you wait until after the meeting to privately discuss the error. This allows your colleague to save face because they are not called out in front of everyone else. As another example, a friend stumbles while walking and looks embarrassed. Instead of drawing attention to the incident, you quickly move on and start to discuss a different topic. This shift distracts from the mishap, allowing your friend to save face. Now, face-threatening acts, conversely, are actions or statements that infringe on a person's need to maintain their self-esteem or social identity. These can either threaten a person's negative face, which is a desire not to be imposed upon, or positive face, a desire to be appreciated or liked. For examples on both, for the negative face threat, your friend has a busy schedule and you ask them to help you move over the weekend. The friend does not want to appear unhelpful and wants to assist you, though this act threatens their negative face because it imposes on their time and personal autonomy. And for the positive face threat, In a team meeting, you openly criticize a colleague's proposal, saying it was poorly thought out. This threatens their positive face, as it disrespects their competency and questions their professional abilities in front of the group. We can tell from this positive face threat that saving face is tied to judgment, embarrassment, and even shame. The idea people have of themselves is what is normally what people seek to preserve. Face management is the conscious act of gaining support or acceptance on that face the person wants to uphold. This is similar to our discussion of basic human needs, because face management covers competency, relatedness, and autonomy. Competency, which is the feeling of mastery. Relatedness, which is the sense of being connected with other human beings. And autonomy which is the sense of being in control of things that matter in one's life. 
in the context of negotiation, face management is a critical factor. Research suggests that different cultures have different face needs, and that successful conflict resolution involves addressing the needs specific to that culture. The idea of maintaining dignity or saving face as being more important than the objective value of the negotiation outcome can be a good thing to know when it comes to negotiations with people from different cultures. Of course, it can also be a bad thing. On the positive side, the principle of saving face can foster an environment of respect and understanding. Recognizing and preserving a negotiator's dignity can facilitate the smooth progression of discussion, reducing personal conflict and maintaining the focus on issues rather than personalities. On the negative side, a negotiator overly concerned with preserving their image might resist beneficial agreements to avoid perceived defeat or humiliation. This can lead to suboptimal negotiation outcomes, where both parties lose on a potential gain because one party is obsessed with face management. If the opportunity arises for you to do so, you can allow someone to save face with three steps. One is empathy. Understand the other person's perspective and feelings. Try to imagine how they might feel in the given situation. Two, tactful communication. Use non-accusatory language. Instead of criticizing their actions directly, discuss the issue at hand without blaming them. This step is crucial in allowing them to acknowledge mistakes without feeling personally attacked. To do this, use less you statements. You statements dictate ownership of a thing. And three, provide an out. Offer a way for them to gracefully resolve the situation. This could be suggesting a mutual compromise, or by accepting an apology or making it clear that there was no hard feelings. And if you need to save your own face, again, three steps. One, self-awareness. Recognize when your reputation is at stake and if you're reacting more out of fear of losing face than dealing with any issue at hand. Two, accept mistakes. We're all human beings and make mistakes. So you can also accept your mistake, which shows maturity and garners respect. This is an important point because we often believe that mistakes mean incompetence, whereas owning mistakes is actually how a person is recognized as competent. And three, dignified recovery. If you've made a mistake, make amends and learn from it. Showing resilience and the ability to bounce back can actually improve your general reputation. Allowing people the opportunity to save face will do wonders for your relationships. Face management is long-term thinking in a world that moves in seconds. By preserving each other's dignity, we show respect for our loved ones' feelings and identity, bolstering trust and mutual understanding. If the need to save face prevents honest communication, then difficult and necessary conversations might be avoided to prevent potential embarrassment or conflict. Saving face, as it turns out, is a complex yet integral part of human interactions. The delicate balance lies in understanding when it facilitates constructive interaction and when it acts as a barrier to communication. So, 
When was the last time that you saw someone trying to save face? What happened in that situation where they felt the need to do so? When was the last time you felt the need to save face? What was going on? And if you were back in that situation again, what might you do differently? Thank you for listening to another episode. If you're enjoying the show, open up the app you're listening to this on and hit the like or subscribe button and give a five-star rating. At least twice a week, you'll find a new episode asking you a new question so you can strengthen your emotional independence, improve your communication skills, and upgrade your personal philosophy. So if there's a question you'd like me to dive into next, send it to any of these social media accounts connected in the show notes here. This is all about how you level up.